Hello, lovely ladies. Welcome to the Lessons I Learned podcast, where I share what I've learned and am still learning about marriage, mothering, friendship, health and wellness, spiritual growth, and everything in between. I'll be learning right along with you, as many of my guests have such great things to say. So get ready to listen, grow, be open and teachable, and get ready to learn and have fun doing it. Today, I am delighted to have one of those ladies who, when she opens her mouth to speak, you just want to listen uh, because there's just wisdom dripping off of her tongue. The overarching theme of this podcast is lessons I learned. And really, the aim and the goal of this podcast is to provide you material to help you learn and grow in many different areas of life. The older I get, the more I realize that I have so much to learn and so many areas to grow in. And so I'm just going to start this um, podcast off with a few quotes um, so that you really get the importance of learning. Anyone who stops learning is old, whether at 20 or 80. Henry Ford. Live as if you were to die tomorrow. Learn as if you were to live forever. Leadership and learning are indispensable to each other. John F. Kennedy. Change is the end result of all true learning. Leo Biscalia. And finally, the capacity to learn is a gift. The ability to learn is a skill. The willingness to learn is a choice. Brian Herbert. So listeners, I encourage you to go on this journey with me and be willing and open to learn something new today. Well, thank you everyone for joining in um, to the Lessons I Learned podcast. I am here and very excited to have with me today um, Mrs. Gibb, but she has told me to call her Margaret. (laughs) And uh, uh, Margaret, that is going to be a challenge for me because when I first heard you speak and definitely when I was um, reading your bio, um, I know you are a woman who has accomplished many great things and you just have have wisdom dripping off of your tongue. So it's hard for me. I just feel like I need to call you Mrs. Gibb, but today (laughs) I'm going to call you Margaret. Um, And thank you for joining me and all the listeners, all the um, mostly women, but maybe some men too. Um, And so I, just to set things up here, um, I first heard you speak at a women's conference in the Ontario district, and it was kind of a breakout session. And it was more for leaders, women who are leaders, but I just, I was just hanging on every word you said, and I thought it was so um, just perfect for this podcast because um, the whole theme and the title of this podcast is Lessons I Learned, and I'm doing my best to interview women who have something to say. And so before um, we dive into that, I just want to kind of bullet point um, for all the listeners 
all the different things um, that um, are included, actually not even all, some of the things that were included in your bio of things that you have been a part of throughout your years. Um, so Mrs. Gibb, um, Margaret Gibb, she's an international speaker and writer. Um, she's been in pastoral ministry, served as president of Women Alive for 10 years. She founded Women Together in 2011, which is a global ministry with teams of gifted, seasoned Canadian Christian women who will come alongside to equip, encourage, and empower women in developing countries through education, leadership, training, tools, and spiritual encouragement. I wanted to read that word for word because I love that. Um, she has been, man, Margaret, you've been all <laughs> over the world. I'm looking at all the different countries you've ministered, Ukraine, Uganda, Kenya, India, Philippines, Brazil, Argentina, Colombia. It, it goes on and on. Um, and you were named one of the top 100 female Christian women in Canada. See, this is why I feel like I need to call you Mrs. Gibb. Oh, <laughs> but, no, just Margaret is fine, oh, please. <laughs> but, um, and then lastly, um, I wanted maybe um, to start things out um, before we get into the thick of what we're going to talk about today. Um, I saw, because I'm friends with you on social media, that you're about to release a new book. So I thought mm -hmm. maybe you could share with our listeners what that's about, because I already know this is like going to be fantastic. So, um, so dive right in and share about your new book quickly, and then we can go from there. Yes, I'm very happy to be on with you this morning. This is actually very exciting for me. Um, I, I, I've never done a podcast before, so this is all brand new. This is great. Thank you. Yeah, no I start. I had, you. The, I, I had the idea of doing a book. Can I just take a minute to tell you about this? Because you know what? Every idea needs to be absorbed into the system. It needs to grow. It need, you become pregnant with an idea. Mm -hmm. And there's a timing for everything to be born and released. Yes. yes. So this idea really started when I was president of Women Alive. And I would um, travel. I, we had 38 conferences a year, approximately. So many times I'd meet a committee, and, and they'd always name a speaker that they wanted to come to their conference from the States, and it was wonderful. I mean, American speakers are great. But as president of Women Alive in Canada, I got this feeling like, wow, what about our own resources? Yes. Like, we've got speakers here. And, and I'm going back now several years. But what, what happened in the process is God kind of put in my heart to begin to start a book or, or write a book that includes like eight stories of dynamic women. Tell their stories. How did they begin? What were their home... What was their home life like? Take readers through a journey of the struggles, the joys, the curves, the detours, and what brought them to where they are today. And honestly, um, that first edition that we did, Volume 1, um, about two years ago, was just absolutely dynamic. You know, how does God take a woman who is in prison when she's a, t a late teenager and bring her to be uh, one of the main family lawyers in Canada? Like, Outstanding yeah. stuff. Outstanding stuff. Yeah. So that book was so successful. We were launched number volume number two, and it's going to be available in September. And I am very, very happy about this book because, again, it's got amazing women, amazing women. And I, you know, I, I would suggest that when it comes out in September, you know, go on Amazon, find it, Faith, Life, and Leadership, volume two, uh, eight Canadian women tell their stories. 
But we need to see God in our stories. We need to see God in his in our stories. Yes. We need we need to see his greatness. We also need to see the mystery of God and how God works mysteriously in our lives. Why does he connect people at a certain time at a certain place to fulfill a certain task or to take us further into our calling? And we also see need to see the greatness of God in the details of our stories because he is in the details. Yes. So, so faith, life, and leadership is basically all about that, and we are launching volume two in September. And uh, in my mind, there's going to be a volume three. <laughs> I hope so. That sounds fantastic. I mean, I just looked at just a few of the women who are on the cover, and um, I know some of those. I just can't even um, imagine the stories that they have to tell and um, being able to learn from them. But um, that sounds fantastic. And here we are now. We're about to learn from you. And um, what I love is, um, especially in the lessons I learned theme, I know. So, um, you know, Margaret, you have a few years on me here. So I, I do know that. Um, but you have so much, as many years as you have, you have so much wisdom to share with all of us younger women um, who maybe are just starting out um, in ministry, starting out in motherhood, starting out um, in their education, wherever we are. Um, you started... Um, this breakout session that I heard talking all about um, the, the necessity to keep learning throughout your life. And you said yourself today, this is the first time you've done a podcast, so you're still learning. <laughs> and this is actually my first um, phone call interview podcast. And so we're learning here. Um, but you were talking about the importance of always keeping an open mind and being willing to learn from others and from the Lord. And so I just want you to unpack those points um, for our listeners of all the different ways that we can learn and the different, um, the important things of how we can do that. So I'm just going to give you the floor and you can go for it. Well, thank you very much. I, I really do. I, I Honestly, I did not understand this years ago that when you are a leader, you are positioned to learn all of your life. Now, everybody is positioned to learn all their life, but leaders especially have to know that um, leaders learn to learn. You've got to learn how to learn if you're a leader to grow. And, and the learning that you'll go through in your lifetime, I believe, is both informational. You'll get a lot of information, but it's also transformational. Mm. Because everything that you learn has to um, be become part of you. Um, you're you're a student of life, but everything that you learn has to transform you, have to change you, <clears throat> has to make you grow up. Mm. I mean, we're constantly learning how to grow up, and um, and you never outgrow that. Really, no matter how old you are, you're 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 always learning, and you have to learn to learn. Yes. And so one of the first things that I learned way back when is one of the most important ways to lead is leading yourself. So you have to lead yourself on how you're going to learn in life. And so I, I if, if there's time, I'll give you six or five. Okay. I'll stop at five. Okay. Okay. Yeah, we can go for five, it. Okay. Good. Yeah. Okay. First of all, uh, you have to be a reader. 
leaders are readers. And um, I didn't understand this years ago, but now I do. The more you read, the better equipped you are. And, and you want to expand yourself with knowledge. You want into, to dip into the well and fellowship with great minds and great leaders. You want to not only acquire information, but how did they process life? How did they walk through life? And that's why I especially like biographies, because sometimes when I read a biography, I think I'm reading fiction, but it's actually mm. truth. Yeah. And, and, and you know what? I have learned that if I want to be a better writer, learn how to read. Yeah. Like, keep reading. So, in my own life, this is a, a crazy thing that I did, but it's the best thing that I ever did, uh, is in 2010, I took the challenge to read a book a week. So, from 2010 oh, wow. to now, I've been reading a book a week. And I want to tell you, I flag and underline and star and write over, write on my books because I want to absorb into my inner being uh, what I'm learning. And it is true that you become part of everything that you read. It becomes part of you. Some of the things, some of the concepts I've learned by my favorite is, my favorite author inspirational is Mark Batterson. Mm-hmm. Um, and Robert J. Morgan. I love those guys. They they really know how to expand a scripture verse, a thought. And um, you know, I've I've read some of their things. I've gone back to the Bible and and read the story that they were referring to, and I'm thinking, wow, like this is great. Now I see another viewpoint, another way of looking at how someone was able to call on God and how God intervened. And I really believe that when you especially read inspirational books and biographies, Christian biographies, you get a picture of a big God, very big. And so my encouragement is, if you're going to continually learn, be a reader. Yes. The, the second thing is um, work on your spiritual disciplines, because there's a whole learning process as you develop in the spiritual disciplines. And we could spend an hour on this alone, but we won't. Prayer is a whole learning experience. You learn to pray by praying, not from reading the word. And and I'm a big proponent of um, don't just get a little a slip of paper that says read the Bible in a year, okay? And you say, okay, I'm going to read, <laughs> I'm going to read one chapter. Uh, a day, or if I have time, I'll read half a chapter. I don't read that way anymore at all, at all, at all. Okay. My approach to, to Bible reading is enter into the Word, enter into the story. Okay. Enter into the passage. So what does just, it look like? Well, I just read the book of Ruth again, because uh, I'm reading through the Bible. And when I read the, I try to visualize and imagine them walking down that dusty road from mm -hmm. Moab to Bethlehem, Judah. I try to imagine emotion and the awe of God when Ruth just happened to go into a field of a man that would be her future husband and provider. Like, you have to enter in and, and really reflect on the story. Don't read it just as a checklist. I got it done. It's done. No, no. Right. Enter in. 
And when you enter in and begin to imagine, there's something explosive that happens in your spirit, in your heart, in your mind, and you begin to see it differently. And, you know, you have to remember that when we read the Word of God, we often read it through North American eyes because that's how it is. <laughs> yeah. But when you talk to other people, and I've had the privilege, of course, of traveling many, many countries of the world, people who are family or from family-oriented countries, they actually read the Word of God a little differently than we do. Mm. And so I want to be able to expand what I see in the Word of God. And and so I try to enter in, I write in the margins, I research when I don't know a a phrase or a word or I, I look it up and say, okay, what does this mean? Why is this river named in this story? Why? What does it mean? Mm-hmm. And so you dig just a little deeper. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. So so you don't rush through the Bible. You don't you okay, if it takes me three years to read it through that way, I'm still gonna be better off than than rushing through it. Okay. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay. The next thing I want to talk about is to be a continual learner, you need to ask people questions. Mm. You'll learn more by asking questions than by doing all the talking. <laughs> <laughs> I'm having to learn that one. <laughs> like, you know, I, 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 because you want to explore the lives of people. Um, when I go to a country, I am so happy to get into the, into a cab with a driver who lives from that country who's taking me to the retreat house where I'm staying and ask him a whole bunch of questions. Because in that atmosphere, I'm exploring his life. I'm exploring attitude. I'm exploring culture. I'm exploring a lot of things. And if you want to learn and be a great leader, ask questions. Be be more interested in than they are in you. Like, just ask questions. That has been a marvelous experience for me, and I do it all the time. Mm-hmm. Okay, one more? Uh, go for it. <laughs> <laughs> Another way that you can learn, um, cont- to continually learn and learn to learn, is uh, listening. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm going to do it uh, in two different ways. First of all, when you listen to people. Uh, And because I'm an extrovert, this has been tough for me to learn because sometimes when I'm with a person, even though I'm asking questions and inquisitive, my mind can travel somewhere else. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I hear you. You hear me? Yes. (laughs) And so I have learned to discipline myself to be there, like just be there. Mm-hmm. Focus on their eyes, listen to their words, even though you want to travel somewhere else in your mind. No, be there. And, and I call that deep listening uh, because you're listening to more than words. You're listening to the heart. You're discerning attitude. You're discerning the spirit of the person. Um, you're discerning a lot of things that are helpful in what you can say next. And I've also learned... Um, with listening, learning how to listen, is how to listen to the Holy Spirit. Mm. And and I want to say, I've learned a big lesson in the last number of years, and that is when, you know, we come to prayer 
and we're worried and we're fretting and we're concerned and we're we're engaging in some kind of venting prayers to God, like, where are you? How come I'm not hearing from you? Etc., etc. I have learned that if I just sit quietly and take all those negative thoughts and put them someplace else mm. and listen deeply to the Spirit, what are you saying to me, Holy Spirit? Mm-hmm. And you can trust and yell what you hear in the presence of God, but you cannot trust what you hear when you're filled with anxiety and worry and fear. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I've learned to listen deeply. What are you holy, saying, Holy Spirit, to me? Not listening to my own negative thought, my own worry talk, my own anxiety talk, because that will always take you someplace you don't want to go. Yes, always. And, mm-hmm. and you got to draw it back, change the channel in your mind and say, no, right now I'm listening to the Holy Spirit and you learn to listen. Mm. Okay. He's got to be the loudest voice in our ears, doesn't he? Yeah. Yeah. And, and I have proven that. I mean, many, many times in my diary, I've, I've written what I'm worried about, what I'm praying about. And then I'll say, Holy Spirit, what are you saying to me? I write it down. And it's amazing how many times while I fretted and worried, how many times I've gone back to my prayer diary and there it was. Mm-hmm. There it was. The answer that I wanted, that I was praying for, actually came. Mm. And I should have listened to that and not gone off track. Right. Before we continue, if you're liking what you're hearing and you want more, head over to patreon.com slash to support our ministry and keep us going. Now, let's get back to the conversation. Another another way that you should learn continually is by having mentors. Yes. And mentors are key. You cannot you cannot walk the journey alone. Impossible. No one can walk alone. That's what Augustine the church father said, no one can walk alone. Mm. And when you read um the Bible, there are many, many relationships that were mentoring relationships. Ruth and Naomi, I just mentioned them. They're one example. But I I really believe that um, mentors are great teachers. And you know what they use mostly for their teaching is their stories, mm-hmm. their experience, what they've gone through. They've learned a lot and and they're willing, more than willing to share that with someone. And and and, and guide us, come alongside and guide us. Mm-hmm. And um, when I'm with when I'm with a mentor, I want to know how they handle challenges. I want to know how they handled crises. Mm-hmm. I want to know how they handled pain. I want to mm-hmm. know what they learned through pain. And because I believe if pain is handled correctly, it will turn into wisdom. Yes, yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. And so most of the people who have something to say have lived through something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they've come out on the other side and everything that they share with us as we go through experiences, we need to listen to them. Mentors are indispensable in our development journey. Yes. And we need actually in our country right now in the church world to really, really build 
the theme of mentoring. We're, we're desperate for it. Mm-hmm. And so that's another way that I've learned through mentoring and being mentored. And um, I really believe believe that we learn a lot through pain and it should turn into wisdom it should turn into grace it should turn into more understanding it should turn into mercy right if we handle it properly it reminds me actually of um, a sermon I just heard that the the pastor said pressure can if handled properly can propel us toward progress and that's exactly what you're saying is it's exactly that's it he said it the right way I, I really believe that yeah. And and when I, you know, when when my family and I went through a very very difficult time many years ago uh, in a church setting, um I was determined. I was determined with God's help that I would not I would get rid of the anger, I would get rid of the offense, I'd get rid of the bitterness because I didn't want to be, you know, 70 years old and look at back in my life and point to an occasion when life went sour on me and I went sour. That's yeah. That's you know, so good. Yeah. I, I wanted to look back, someday look back on that time and say, yes, it was painful, but look what happened. Mm-hmm. And, you yeah. know, really believing that ev- out of every, um, every death-like experience, there is a resurrection. And mentors, godly seasoned mentors have those kind of stories that they rose from pain. Mm-hmm. And they've turned their pain into wisdom and they've got tons to share. Yes, yes. So good. Okay. Now, my last one is, um, if you're going to learn to learn and be a continual learner as a leader, you should never lose the wonder. Mm, I like that. It almost brings tears to my eyes to say it right now. Mm. Never lose the wonder. You know, there are miracles around us all the time, but we fail to see them. And I believe that when you um, when when you when you see life as a privilege, as a gift, when you see life, the beauty of life, uh, the greatness of nature, nature yells at us at us. It shouts at us. Mm-hmm. Yes. And 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 when you when you um, when you absorb the beauty of nature. You, you get a sense of awe. You know, like we've all experienced it. Yes. Experience yes. a sunset and you yeah. and you say, oh my goodness, this is unbelievable. Well, what are you seeing but the greatness of God? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or away from light pollution and all of a sudden you see the stars and, you know, the Bible does say the heavens declare the glory of God. And, and yeah, so many different ways. Absolutely. Right. And, and, and there's other ways that that you never lose the awe. I was, I, I was actually with a little baby the other day, and I held that little hand, and and I thought, oh my, what a great God we serve. Mm-hmm. You know the greatness of God in conception and how the baby is formed in the womb, how it grows. Uh, I mean, it's it's all like a marvel. It's it's all amazing, wonderful, and yeah. and then we can also not lose the wonder in how we can show. A kind, uh, an act of kindness to someone, and it turns around to be a ministry thing that we never dreamed or expected it to be. Hmm. Like we arrive at a place at a right time to do something simple, like bring a meal, and wow, 
we didn't know that they had no money to buy groceries. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, totally. Mm -hmm. And so there's the wonder of nature. There's the wonder of the simple things in life that we think are simple, but they're, they're, they're great. Right. A beautiful flower, a garden, um, a landscape that blows like stunning landscapes. Mm -hmm. Um, when I was in Colombia just a few months ago, we went to an area called the Grand Canyon of Colombia, and I, uh, my eyes just drank in the beauty, just drank yeah. in the beauty. And I said, God, I never want to lose the wonder of your greatness, mm-hmm. you know? And we can but, so do so easily do that, even just our own blessings that we're surrounded by become so commonplace to us because they're there. Um, but we have to often, sometimes just stop ourselves look around and see the blessing that we're surrounded by and the the miracles in just mundane things that we take for granted. But, um, you know, thank you, God, for my home. Thank you, God, for, you know, all these different things that we have. So, yeah, you have to look at them in a different way through these eyes of wonder, you say. Yeah. Right. And you know what? Even miracles that happen in our lives, like, Oh my goodness, all kinds of things like, you know, buying a home when the market was um, impossible or some some way that God has given us a miracle, finding you a job mm-hmm. when you gave up hope. Uh, there's a one, the wonder of God is in that miraculous yes. act. Yes. Yes. And, and we cannot, we, we cannot lose that the wonder of God. We cannot. And, and I love what A.W. Tozer said once that, you know, we need a high view of God. He wrote about the low view of God and the high view of God. And he said, we need a high view of God because when we have a high view of God, we are relieved of 10,000 temporal problems. Ah, yes, yes, that's right. You know? Mm-hmm. That's what my husband often says. Our worship is directly um, re- uh, in response to how big our God is. We have small worship if we if we think God is small. We'll have bigger worship if um, we can see God as as big as He is, and we can't even see how how big He is. But yes, oh, so right. good. Yeah, our worship is really a reflection of our what we're seeing about God, what we're right. experiencing about Him. Our understanding. And, you yeah. know, a, a worship team can't do that for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, you, you bring the presence of God into the house of God, but it, what have you seen all week? Uh, what right. have you read? What how have you, how, what else have you learned in the spiritual disciplines that you have uh, embraced in your life? Yeah. What else is God saying to you? Mm-hmm. Have you been with a person who stimulated you? into thinking bigger because you ask questions. Yes, yes. You know? Which is uh, why all these things that you're talking about are so important, about being in prayer and being, um, you know, in tune to the Holy Spirit and reading and, and learning and growing and immersing yourself in God's Word is the more we learn who He is, the more we respond accordingly. Um, yeah. Wow. So good. <laughs> so good. Yeah. That- I'm just sharing some of the things I do, how I learn. There's there's other things, but um, those are on my heart these days. And yeah. so it, it's just a pleasure to share that. And I honestly, yeah. you know, we're all ordinary people. We all have struggles and challenges. We live life here on earth. Life is real. Mm-hmm. But we have to be, we have to lead ourselves 
and know that as leaders, we are learning to learn. Mm-hmm. Yes. And we continually learn. What did I learn today? Mm-hmm. Continually learn. Yes. And in, in the process, never lose the wonder. Mm-hmm. Yes. I remember reading, just quickly before we end, I remember reading a book and they were talking, uh, the man, the author was talking about, um, as people age, you can either become cynical um, because of all the mess that happens in life, or the more you keep that wonder, um, you become less cynical and you realize that God is good and God is faithful even through the mess. And that, you know, that just made me think of that. Um, thank you so much, Margaret. I, you know, it's funny. I, I'm stealing this line from Dan, my husband, who, when he goes out to teach, um, worship seminars, he talks about one of the most important things we can be in life is teachable because, um, you know, you can think you know all of that, and uh, you know he relates it to musicians. He says, "I'd rather work with a musician with less, um, maybe a, a caliber, uh, you know, a, a four or five out of ten, rather than a ten out of ten. If that ten out of ten musician d- isn't teachable and willing to learn from me and grow, I'd rather work with the other guy because when you can be an idiot, but if you're teachable, there's hope for you." <laughs> Right? Like, there's always room to grow. And um, so one question I have for you before we um, uh, wrap up here is, you you know, you talked about readers are, um, sorry, uh, leaders are readers. And so I know I myself... Um, and the listeners out there, um, because you said we we um, become part of what we read. And so we have to be careful about what we ingest then. And so if you can recommend maybe a, a few of your favorite books, I know you mentioned Mark Batterson, but if you can just tell us um, so that you can give us something to go and start being teachable and, and learning from, um, maybe shoot off a couple books that you just have loved to learn from. Uh, actually, I'm very, I'm choosy about my books. Um, I, I, and I, I hate to say this because there's lots of fiction uh, lovers out there, I'm sure, but I, I do not read fiction. Mm-hmm. I, I, I prefer biographies. So I can tell you that um, the, uh, one of the best inspirational books, and I'll mention it again, is um, if anybody can get a hold of this, please do. It's called If. It's on Romans chapter 8 by Mark Batterson, but he will draw you in, and it's just a fantastic book. It's one of my most favorite books. I'm writing it down right now. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I'm writing it down. Oh, good, good. Write it down. (laughs) I I didn't expect this question, so I am actually looking at my bookcase right now and picking out books that are really good. Oh, okay, I've got one. The best book on leadership, the best book is The Making of a Leader by Robert Clinton. Okay. Now, that was written in the 80s. You can still get it. But he gives you an overview of the seasons, the stages of development, the tests that you'll experience. It changed my life when I read that book. It changed my life. Awesome. I've never heard of that. So I just jotted it down on my paper here. So that's great. Well, thank you so much, Margaret. I mean, it was just a pleasure to just listen. Um, You said one of the things you got to do is listen. So it's dawned on me during this um, podcast, you know, this is new for me, how excited I am to be able to listen to um, wise, um, powerful women 
um, and be able to just uh, glean things for myself in my own life. But I do hope the listeners out there, um, I'm confident that they will be able to just grab some really awesome nuggets um, from this conversation. So thank you so much. I know you're busy. You're about to take a big trip. Um, Mm -hmm. And we were talking how the Lord just provided that visa. So that was awesome. But thank you so much for this time. I just so appreciate it. And thank you. It was a privilege to be with you this morning. Wasn't that so good? Now, Margaret said, leaders are readers. And so I wanted to share with you some of the books that I've read and learned from. And maybe you can reply back. um, you, You can comment on this podcast and you can share some of your favorite books, things that you've learned along the way. But um, so I have a stack here. So some of my favorite books are Commanding Your Morning by Cindy Trim. It's just helped me learn to uh, just go after goals and set priorities and things like that. Uh, I love True Spirituality by Chip Ingram, an awesome book, uh, learning from Romans 12. Story in the Stars by Joe Amaral. Oh my goodness, I could go on and on about that book. It's just has blown my mind, that book. Uh, Learning About Marriage, Bill and Pam Farrell, uh, Men Are Like Waffles, Women Are Like Spaghetti. It's helped me and my husband learn how each of us work and just have patience with each other for sure. Um, Fervent, Priscilla Shear. It's helped me learn how to be serious and specific and strategic in my prayer. Um, The Broken Way. Oh man, I mean, and Voskamp, what can you say? There's every page, there's, you know, 12 different lines highlighted in each page. Um, and then I love Scary Close by Donald Miller. That's helped me uh, learn to be vulnerable in my real self. So that's just a bunch that um, I thought I'd rhyme off to you now, but I would love to hear what your books, um, what, what, what your favorite books are and what you've learned from them. Also, Margaret says, to listen. That's hard. We often listen to respond and not to understand, but when we truly listen and truly ask people questions, we are more prone to learn something new. She also says, pay attention. Pay attention. She also says to pay attention to how mentors, people that you look up to, handle crisis, challenge, pain, and tough moments. I think that is a very wise nugget of information. I loved how she said, I don't want to be 70 years old and look back and be sour and bitter. We need to learn to rise from our pain, and I think that is just valuable, valuable wisdom. And she also says, never lose the wonder. You know, life's struggles and challenges uh, can leave us either bitter or better. And it all is dependent on what we choose to learn from each situation we're put in. Remember that one of the most important things that we can be in life is teachable. So I want you to ask yourself, who has God put in my life today that I can learn from? And it may not always be who we are suspecting. I'm going to leave it there for now. Thanks for joining me. I hope you've been encouraged, challenged, and have learned something new today. It is my passion to help women become the best version of themselves with God's help. All the ministry we do, we feel deeply called to, and we live by faith doing it. 
Would you consider supporting our ministry at patreon.com slash macaulays? That's p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot c-o-m slash m-a-c-a-u-l-a-y-s. You may see a link on your screen nearby if you're tuning in using YouTube, SoundCloud, or my website. But if not, that's where you can go to find us. We are grateful for every one of you who believe in us and champion our ministry. Lots and lots of love. Danielle.